afternoon, good morning. Uh, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk About Money, Rather Than Tacos, on a Tuesday. I'm your host, Zekio Dulo. Uh, today, again, uh, today is interview number two. And again, I'll be bring, I'm bringing you another interview on a perspective on what it's like uh, financially. And this time, instead of doing a college student, I decided to go on a different route of doing, uh, of interviewing someone who decided not to go to college uh, after going to college for a few semesters. I would say like a year and a half. Uh, after going yeah. to college for a year and a half, and then he decided not to go, he dropped out, and then decided to pursue his dream. And what I'll be bringing to you is is the what to call uh his perspective on what it's like going to college what it's like not going to college and what differences are in different financial sectors uh is my good friend marvin diaz he's 20 years old and he is a contractor who specializes in painting yeah interior nice. exterior painting Inter- yeah. so how are you doing today marvin i'm not doing bad at all man it's actually we're actually on the college campus for Lafayette right now, exactly. sitting on the steps to bring this to you. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cool. Nice spot. I mean, uh, I know this is one of the more expensive colleges to go to, which is definitely out of my grasp at this point. <laughs> if any of you could end up in this situation, I'm really jealous. Yeah, yeah. That's God bless the, you guys. God bless. But I just said, uh, I decided to do this one outside, so please spot on the noise and that you can hear. Uh, I think it's actually a fire drill. You see I some think kids it's a fire drill, right exactly. Now. Oh, it's a fire drill going on, which is interesting. And so let's cut to it. Let's skip the whole okay, yeah. thing. Because what I what I want to ask from you is first of all, what made you decided? What made me decide to stop going to college? To stop going to college. Ah, uh, true, man. I mean, honestly, from my perspective, it was the point that I honestly kept showing up to class. I got really tired of it. And also, you know, I think you kind of hit that epiphany moment where it's like, eh, enough is enough for me. Okay. That okay. was That's where I was at. That was where you were. Yeah. And that was a year and a half after going to college. Yeah, that was a year. That, I know typically, like, I know what people are going to think right now. He's like, what? He went that long into this program? Look, here's my point, though, is that when you start getting really deep into it and you start realizing that maybe the field you didn't want to have a heart to go into it wasn't cutting it out for you and then you added money problems and things like that and just life took me in a different direction okay okay and um what i would first of all i want to know is why you were in college what was your major and oh biology biology yeah i was planning okay. to switch to sports medicine for pt okay yeah Oh, that's crazy. And you were doing biology, and then you wanted to switch to sports medicine for PT, and for, and you just decided that you didn't want to do this, so you left. But during your time in college, what was that like for you financially? Financially? Man, I think every kid knows this struggle already. You know, you're, you're on a shoestring budget. You're, you know, if you're lucky, you see, you know, maybe $100 in your account at the end of the month. It's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. You know, I know, I know the struggle. It's not fun. Um, you know... I give credit to the guys that are doing full time or girls that are doing full time and going to full time at school. God bless you guys. And I know I did that. My grades tanked, but it's one or the other. And if you guys pull it off, props. 
Oh, okay. And so you were working while you were going to college? Oh, yeah. I was doing that. Oh, so you had a job. Yes. A full-time job. Yeah. At the time. And balancing that out wasn't working out for you. No, 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 no. And no. what was the job that you were doing during the time you were in college? You know, believe it or not, I was actually working in, like, supermarkets. Supermarkets? Yeah, to pass the time. I would do little jobs on the side here and there, but realistically, most of my time was spent in a supermarket. Really? Yeah. yeah. And so you left. Yeah. As you know, because I wasn't going to get into the financial aspect. But right, okay, right. before you left, after you left, let's say after you left, right. what were the things you took with you financially, financially while you were in college, after you left? What, if there was anything that you took from college? You know what? Making every dollar count, really, because I think when you're so used to living on a short budget that when you do get out of college you you really know how to save money or just make it last i give like legitimately with 20 dollars, you can either make it last a day or a week that's true that's true and so you took that and you went on to what did you do once you left college what was it like for you once you left both the fear and everything that you went through and put that as much as you can in emotional terms and also in financial terms. Emotional sense, very, very confused. Not, not sure what to do. Uh, eventually, I started going back to like my basic roots, which was doing contract work, construction, and things like that. Financially, though, uh, once I started, you know, getting my foot into painting companies again and really starting to get reintroduce myself into those things, things got a lot easier because true my first job i you know first company i worked for i got nine dollars an hour in cash i went from that to the next company where i was getting 13 in cash uh, i went to an actual paycheck company which i was getting 15 an hour for but i started noticing that the work i was doing the quality wise was worth 20 dollars and up meaning that when i started doing independent work i could charge 20 dollars or 25 an hour and at the end result the client would be very satisfied Okay, uh, so uh, while you were doing this, right. like you said, uh, it wasn't easy. No. What were the challenges you faced financially before you were able to get your feet up and up in the water call? Oh, man. And how would, did you deal with that and what did you learn from that? Let's, let's break it out. To, let's start with the what. Let's start okay, with what was obviously, I think everybody's familiar with debt. Thankfully, I was able to pay off my tuition bills as I was going to school. But I had credit card bills, I had mechanic bills, I had um, other issues with family that needed money. So kind of like running a semi, like I was kind of running a charity in a weird way, with family in that regard. But uh, as I was working more and more, and I was able to learn and really just like, because I have three years full-time experience doing painting, and five years in general just doing all kinds of contracting work. So when I started like relearning everything and getting familiar with it, I was able to really get an early jump start on being able to pay bills. So on that department, it took me about, I think, a month and a half to pay off over $1,700 in debt. Okay. That's all. And once you paid the debt, you got yourself on your feet, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, like, right now, actually, um, what I'm doing is... I've heard, I had this conversation with yeah. was I was um, doing advertising for my business. I get maybe about three or four customers or clients a month new. I'll do their homes. I'll get about well, roughly about minimum $500 per client. 
And if you, you know, sometimes each client can give me over a thousand dollar job, a fifteen hundred dollar job. Before I know, I'm walking out of the out of the month with what over three thousand dollars in my pocket. That's not bad. Of course, you save money from taxes, but yeah. Generally speaking, I'm doing better than most kids that are either have their associates already or their bachelors even right now. Okay. Okay. And when we come back, I will talk to you more about this and uh, what that means to you in defense of your business future right. and stuff like that. Uh, we'll be right back. I will take a short break. Welcome back uh, to Let's Talk About Money, Rod and Tacos on a Tuesday. Uh, as you know, I'm here with Marvin, uh, a contractor who specializes in painting. He's been telling us about how he left school to go pursue his own uh, desire and his own field and his own passion and what that means uh, financially for you. Uh, this segment, if you haven't figured it out yet, is leading towards the question of should you get a college education? Would a college de- should you get a college degree, or should you get a trade job? Get a trade job, and what that means. And a little bit before we get to that actual question, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what Marvin business is about, and what the struggles are, where you see it going. And so, tell us a little bit about what you do, okay. and you know, yeah, lead us away. So. What I do is I have DS Painting. It's a painting company where I do interior work and exterior work. I do power washing and things like that. So you honestly bring me into your home. I'll make a quote, look around. I, you know, I'll color, I'll paint your walls. I'll do your staircases. I'll get a ladder in there if it's a really deep area that I have to get into on the staircase and things like that. Gotten on top of kitchen shelves. I've even done staining cabinets. I've stained patios. I've stained furniture. Uh, refinished stuff like that so really multi-dimensional on that department i can do drywall i do framing i can do landscaping it's you know i i'm pretty open about what i can do and what i can't do you know you're not going to catch me trying to do electrical work or plumbing there's no way i'm I'm telling you that right now but uh in terms of like handiwork eh, generally i can get my hands on most and the way you work, you have your own thing as a contractor. Yeah, no, you got to go through a whole process through the state. Uh, yeah. Even with the company, you got to go to your local, I think, um, I'm sorry, it's like the local office. Yeah, your local government. Yeah, yeah. your local government office. You have yeah. to register your name to the state, pay a fee, go through that process, get approved, and then you can start opening your own accounts, you, you know, business accounts and banks or, you know, like for me, I got to open a business yeah. account in Sherwin and Williams. Yeah for discounts on paint and things like that it's not bad and you doing this obviously you've learned a lot of stuff financially oh, yeah. right? and what are the things you've learned financially that you know a typical college student wouldn't you think uh, wouldn't necessarily know I think not right off the bat but I feel like as soon as you graduate or you're getting to the deeper ends of it especially if you're uh, like a business uh, major or marketing is percentages meaning that you know, I talked to you about you with this. I had actually had a helper on my previous job that I just finished about not even two days ago, where I had to pay him forty percent. If you ask me, he was worth forty percent. I don't know what I would tell you, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but 
hey man it was a last minute thing he jumped on it you know i really appreciate it on his end but hey like i like i said so you start thinking about 30 percent or 40 percent that you got to break down from your paycheck and sometimes as a subcontractor which is where you're also insured but you're working through a company you let's say you get 30 percent of the finished product but you have to give a certain percentage of your amount, which is your 30% from the total. So really, you're breaking down numbers repeatedly over and over and over. You also have to take into account how much money you're gonna spend for materials, take that into your you know, flat costs at the end. So really, as, you know, as silly as it might sound, it's not just a hands-on job. You actually have to do a fair amount of math to make sure that at the end of the contract when the job is said and done and you got your paycheck in your hand that you're making money oh, that's true and that's true and the fact that you're doing this on your own and you don't have a boss oh right oh. and what does that actually mean to you and what does that do to your business and to the financial aspect of everything as well in sense of accountability wise like oh. how does that affect it uh, it, it can go south because everything's on you you're the boss who are you gonna blame Nobody. Nobody. It's on you, man. Totally on you. If the company fails, on you. You didn't try hard enough. You were in a bad location. Whatever. It's on you. It's on your head. You can't turn around and say, you know, if you're a coworker to a big company, company goes under, you're going to be like, well, mismanagement. You are the management. You are the boss. You make the decisions if this company fails or not. You're, You're responsible. Okay. And where do you see your business going? Where do you see this going? Is this a long-term thing for you, or is this something just to do so you get something else? For me personally, um, I want to see how far this can go. Me, you know, on a personal basis right now, it's I want to see if this can go into the winter, which is the hardest month for interior painters or in exteriors as well, because generally speaking, nobody wants to paint in the middle of the winter. Nobody. And nor is it the, really the best conditions to paint either. You know, summer is all right. It's hot. It's you got a breeze going. Paint dries fast. It's not a big deal. But when it's just cold and crisp like that outside, yeah. paint doesn't dry that fast. Yeah. So you also got to take that into account. People are not really moving in and out of houses. No one, you know, no one's gonna look at their home and say, "Well, let me, let me fix it up." Touch it up. Okay. Yeah, let me touch it up and th- do things like that. Because also in the winter, people are saving money from guess what? Christmas. Christmas and stuff. Yeah. You know, money goes into other things. So. I want to see how far this can go, but also I'm aware of the limitations during seasons. With that in mind, I also have to accept that I got to change my aspect of how I want to approach my business, meaning that I will have to eventually center myself doing more landscaping work, like plowing for snow, or wishful thinking, the plan was to start um, scooping up real estate, rent them out, so that at least I have some kind of income coming through the winter months if I'm really strangled on cash coming in through the business. That's good. So at the end of the day, all the skills that you're learning, what are you hoping to do with it in the future? Are you going to diversify into creating your own thing, your own contracting firm, or are you just looking to do this and then do something else that will be a solid thing for the future? Well, oh, I've diving to turn that far ahead yet. Actually, believe it or not, no, I have. It's um, like I said though, I want to be able to get my general contracting license, start being, you know, be able to bid on jobs, so that I can have work consistently throughout the year. But it's a process. You can't just go and get that without having 
going through classes and things like that. So realistically, I will have to go back to the classes eventually and get educated for something completely significant. Okay. Now, you know, can I just stick with doing uh, this little small company thing where I do residential homes and just go with that? Of course I can. I can do that. And there's a lot of other guys that have done it. But realistically, if you want to go big, you have to get your license. You have to go there and start bidding. You have to put your face out there. You have to make that time and sacrifice to grow. Okay. okay. All right. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the big question. Oh, man, the big question. Which is, is it worth doing what I'm doing? Or is it what exactly? Should you sit in a classroom? Oh, or I think it depends this? on your major. To yeah. Be honest. We're gonna get there. Right. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sorry. All right. Welcome back. Uh, as we left up, back we're on Lafayette campus. Oh, back on Lafayette campus. This is a nice campus, actually. It is. Well, we funny. <laughs> funny thing just happened. There was a fire just a little bit ago. The beep beep noises. The fire department came. They fixed out the fire. The student went back inside. Just a lovely day. It's just, you know, just another day just in another, out here in Lafayette yeah. College, guys. <laughs> just yeah. another day. But back to what we're talking about. The big question. Should you get a degree or can you just go into trade? I don't know. What's your major? What's uh, your name? <laughs> you know, that's the real question. Like, Before we you, get there, okay, okay. I would try to give in my own two cents because, you know, this is my show. This is what I do. All right. Yeah, this is your show, man. My, two, my two cents is that is why he's here. <laughs> he's going to tell us his view about it. You don't want my two cents. My two cents is different. No, nah, we... No, no. Let's, no. let's start yeah. with you. Okay, this, you're, we're going to jump on my side and <laughs> see how that goes? Yeah, we'll see what you have to say. It really depends what on your What do major. you think? It really depends on your major. Um... If you're going for theater, I am sorry. Uh, this is from my personal experience. Almost every guy, every single guy, girl who graduates with that doesn't make anything. I'm sorry. You, majority of you, I know, think you can be the star of the show. If you guys, you know, settle for being a stagehand or things like that, you know, good for you. But I, I've seen way too many majors like that for you know theater. They're like, I'm gonna be the star of the show. I'm gonna be this. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm sorry. First of all, because some of you don't have the talent for it. I'm sorry. It's true. You've seen that. That is true. That is true. No, no. You don't have to apologize. This is a show we don't you apologize. Know. Except we say to stand. It's just the reality of it. That yeah. not every person can be, you know, the all star on the team. It's true. Yeah. So, I vouch for, you know, going out there, join, joining a labor force, you know, getting a skill trade. If you know deep down that if you hit the books. And you see that it's not working. If you accept that, you know, I feel like it's a good alternative because there's, you can be a CDL driver, you can be a construction worker, a painter, you can go to join a union. Good benefits. You just, you know, you do a little more travel than you would like, I imagine. You know, especially as a painter, I know guys that, you know, went all the way out to Jacksonville, Florida to paint apartments. But... If you're younger and, you know, you don't have commitments and things like that, like my age, you know, you can go join a union and they'll take, they'll send you here, there and everywhere and they'll pay for your room. They'll pay you a good rate, pay you over $20 an hour to be in Florida. You get catch a tan, do work. If you don't got a girlfriend or a boyfriend or you got no kids and, you know, you know that school's not really working out for you 100%, I do suggest hitting up the unions. And here's the cool part. 
it's not like 30 or 40 years ago where you know you try to join a union there was a really long process to it there still is you believe it or not you actually get your information run by like the fbi and like state police and things like that where they have to look into your history yeah to be part of the union you have to be exceptionally clean okay you know not anybody you know like not some there's a reason why you you don't see all the drug users like cocaine or coke addicts and you know even even marijuana you can't because you will get regularly tested on a union job Okay. You will get tested. Okay. It's not like if, you know, working for a company that's like Neeston. You can't do it. Okay. You know, like you can smoke or do cocaine or something like that and you get away with it. In, yeah. union, in the union, they'll find out and they'll toss you out. And they'll be on your record too because they'll report you and not care. That's what you sacrifice for a higher level um, plane, you know, like okay. a field for you to do one. Okay. Is that you sacrifice working with... I don't know if you know people are into that. You know, like you know, you're willing to sacrifice the party life basically to elevate yourself on a better field. That's what you're doing. Not everybody you're gonna see is gonna be doing that stuff forever. But back to my point, though, do I think labor work, being in the workforce, trade school is better than going to college? Yes, but to a degree. What's the degree? The degree, I believe, is that. If you're studying to be, let's say, a nurse practitioner, if you're studying to be a surgeon, if you're studying to be, well, you know, anything with the medical field or marketing or, you know, you know, business and things like that, I think you can make an exceptional, exceptional, exceptional amount of money. Yeah. No joke. I think you guys can pull good salary money and walk away clean. Here's the thing, though. I've heard a lot of complaints. I've had guys that I worked with that did white collar jobs. Mm-hmm. I asked him, obviously, he's like, what are you doing here? You know, you, you made, what, maybe over $80,000 a year? That's more than I, ever, I would ever make in a year if I don't own a company. That's built. And he actually honestly, honestly told me, he's like, because I got, I got bored of pushing paperwork. So you also have to consider when you get to that point, maybe it's not always about money. Maybe it's just about, you know, you being able to spend time with your family, your kids, get to see them grow up. Because you know a white-collar job is very time-consuming. Yeah. yeah. They call you overtime? Forget it. You got no time for nothing. Oh. You know, surgeons, what, they're pulling doubles? They're working 16 hours a day? They're lucky they see their kids. I actually have a brother who was married to a nurse practitioner. She's never around for the kids. But he's a nurse. He's a, I'm sorry, uh... vet tech okay so pretty much what he does is that he'll he's technically a vet without the certificate okay because i've seen him neuter animals i've seen him do all kinds of wild stuff but he has more time for the kids he still makes a living mom's making a good amount of money but she never sees the kids she never sees the kids kids. my brother was always there taking care of the kids and guess who likes to guess who like guess who's the favorite parent ah yeah so you sacrifice things and really it really comes down to what do you prioritize more as you you know I know some people's priorities change I know when people right now you're like I want to make money I want to make a reputation I want to be career driven sometimes you know it's not all it's cracked up to be sometimes it's nice to be out in the sun and just really enjoy just little things a little more but again 
perception. It all comes down to perception, what your major is, what your focus is as you pursue your education. Sometimes, with the labor force, getting a skilled trade, you can still make a similar amount of money and still have time. You just gotta, like on my end, you just gotta be able to pursue, be smart enough to pursue it for yourself. Yes. Because I could say, hey, join a workforce, join a union. Yes, you will get good benefits. And yeah, you'll work consistently throughout the year. But also, you're sacrificing a bigger portion of money that you could make. So if you want to be a plumber, I would advertise you to do it for yourself on the side. If you can. Same thing with painters, same thing with construction workers, framers, masonry, hanging on drywall. Really try to push it to do it yourself because at the end of the day, there's a reason why you got hired. You do a good job. If you can be smart enough to really advertise yourself and say, I can do a good job because I know I'm paid like it, so let me do it for you on my time, now you see my point. You can make, like I told you, I make 25 an hour. A lot of kids with a bachelor's degree are making that money. A lot of kids who are, you know, what, they just got up out of an associate's, maybe they did like two or three years working in a company, and now they're starting to get close to 20 an hour. And I'm making that, and I've only done this for, what, five years in total? It says a lot. Yeah. Wow. Just wow. Just wow. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I went on a bit of a tangent. No, it's sorry. okay. It's okay. But, you know, it's just the honest truth. It yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It is. And I really appreciate that. And that's what I want you to bring to the show, and that's what I expect from the show. And that is it right there. Well, well we got to get to his opinion, though. That I is know a, his opinion. Oh, my opinion yeah, is... Yeah, man. No, we're cut, no, on, okay, man. we're not we cutting. Go. All right, we're not cutting. My opinion is, should you get a college degree or should you go into the trade? From what I've said, from what you've seen from so what far, I've said, yeah. It depends on your passion. Oh. Okay. That's what I think it is. Because uh, the way I would shape the question for myself is... Is entrepreneurship the need, uh, the what to go the next hit of the future? I think it is. I really think being an entrepreneur is the next big. It's step. the next big step of the future. That said, uh, when it comes down to it, there are certain things that I think of being in college as a college student myself that I am like, you don't need a major for this. You don't need to go to school for this. Like to be a gym teacher. You don't need to go to school for this. I would. I'm not gonna try to bash anybody because you know, <laughs> gym uh, teachers. Uh, because you work out for what you get. You put in a lot of money. You put in the effort. But there is so many things I've seen that, not because of what to call, because uh, of because of how unvaluable they are. No, not that. Every skill set, every major is valuable. To its degree, I would say that. Okay, yeah, Even uh, if you're a theater major, it's valuable. But here's the thing. For the money, the amount of money you're spending is it to get it? that yeah. value, is it worth it? And we could you, you see plenty of guys who have masters and exactly and not have a job. Exactly. Is it worth it? Could you have just literally done an independent study? By not going to job, uh, by not going to college, and just you know, have a basic associate, and just like you know, just developing yourself up. Like for instance, what I would look at is, for Judge Clooney didn't go to acting school to be Judge Clooney. I didn't know that. No, he didn't. So what? He just like finessed his way. No, his parents like were in the what to go. Oh, look at uh, Harrison Ford. He was a carpenter. You see what I'm saying? Tom Solo. He didn't. They didn't go to college to study art, to study. 
drama, theater, stuff like that. They just got to find their passion. What I think is when you find your passion, you will be able to associate what values that goes to it and what that is what to you. I think that ties into what I said, though, also Mm -hmm. with what happens when you reach a certain point where it's like, what do you prioritize? Yes, yes. What is your passion now? Because it changes. It, it does. It does. And those are the things you got to figure out. Like, for me right now, I'm doing this. This is... I love doing this podcast. Oh, I know you do, man. And I will continue to do this podcast. As of right now, I'm doing this podcast with, what's it called, limited educational experience on how to do a podcast. Right. But when I started to where I am now, I have grown a lot from it. I have right. learned a lot, and I'm continuing to learn it. And I'm learning more, and I'm learning more. And as time goes on... I'm always learning, and I would at some point in the future might consider getting more what's it called technical help, right? Yeah, te- technical you, knowledge. Be able to have like your own exactly sound room, technical knowledge and stuff like and that, like, hey. and and so that's where it comes down to. And for my uh, what's it called my major, it's a open brand major. It's also something I love. I'm a mathematics major. It's something I love to do. Look, man, I love numbers. You, I'm okay with numbers. <laughs> this guy, he's helped me with having college homework before. I, I just sat there. I was like, no. I love numbers and I love all these things. And so what I'm passionate about, I pursue. And that's what I think it comes down to. And it comes down to you as a person. Do you want to go to college? You could go to college. You could go. There is a, what's it called? There's a learning side to going to college that you will never get. If you oh, just yeah. want, and there is, if you just go straight to the workforce and trade the labor market, well, yeah. and the same thing goes to the other way too. Well, there's a learning side that goes to that that you would never know if you go to college. Well, like here's the like here's a good example. I never had a dorm experience. See, I never had that. Uh, I, so, you know, I wouldn't be able to go to college parties if I didn't know people that were still in college right now. So those, and even then, I don't have time. Exactly, I just run out of time now. So those are the things you gotta think of. And what are those things? What are those values? Those life lesson things? What to you? Right. And once you figure that out, then you will be able to say for yourself: Is it what me going to college? Right. Like what's your priority? What do you want to do? What What are you willing to give up? Exactly. So at the end of the day, you might be like, I didn't answer the question. I just kind of skated around it, but. It's you're, all this thing is. You, you're lucky you squeezed around that. Yeah, you didn't give me a definitive <laughs> yes or no. All this thing is. is yeah, all, like, the, all this things is all your perspective, babe. It's all you. Okay, guys, we need more plumbers. <laughs> we need more electricians. So they're on the shortage. Union, union does a free, you know, free training program. I think you do like a little deposit, if anything. Look at that. They get see, trained. You see. It takes like a couple. Maybe it takes like a year and a half, a year, and then you make a, you get a job that pays you what over fifty grand a year if you're a plumber. You see that? You see? So that's if you're down on your, if you're down on your luck, start considering that. And that's what we have for today. And I'm glad. Thank you for coming in, Marvin. Like right, I really hey, appreciate man, this. I appreciate this. And this is actually like a last second thing. Believe it or not, like we were just talking about. Like, uh, don't see my secret. No, it's, okay. it's okay. Yeah, we're not telling I'm his kidding. secrets. Okay, now nah, he had this whole plan out. He got planned papers this pad. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're all but yeah, no, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I will see you next time. Uh, again, this is let's talk about money, bread and tacos on a Tuesday. Uh, enjoy your week. Gotta get those good Mexican tacos. <laughs>